0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of Nerd Factory Reboot. So today's a special episode is... We're gonna talk about Assassin's Creed and what the hell happened to it over the years. So this will be kind of a controversial episode, but bear with me. I want to talk about good things and bad things. So it's gonna take a while. So maybe, again, grab a little drink, a little snack... And here we go! Before we start, I just want to issue a spoiler warning and um, be very careful. I'm going to actually do a lot of talking here and it will be, well, about a lot of stuff Sans and Squeak related. All of the viewpoints and opinions in this particular podcast and episode is wholly mine and I do not want or intend to say that Yes, this is the thought and general consensus of everyone who ever played Assassin's Creed. No, none of that. So before we start, just again, remember, spoilers. So be careful if you have never played Assassin's Creed or played just a few of the games. So here's the thing. Assassin's Creed is a game developed by Ubisoft. We know that much. But the thing is that where did the Assassin's even come from? Where did this game even come from? so assassin's creed was supposed to be a spinoff of prince of persia it was supposed to be um, based on that world and connected to prince himself and everything that went on however it changed and it became its own game with new and awesome ideas such as parkour and very powerful AI at the time, um, a different stealth than what we expected, assassinations, and a very, very gripping story that honestly really made you think that if we, if everything that we know is real or fake. But the truth is, why did they even choose Persia to begin with? Why did they change to Messiah of Castle? Well, truthfully, the assassins were part of Iran, actually, And honestly, they have such an extensive history in Iran. And it's weird to me that so far we haven't had that much. um, We haven't heard that much about Iran basically being the place where this was um, born. However, again, here are a couple of things that we should note. First off, when we say they were born in Iran, we're talking about the real history, not the Assassin's Creed version of history. Based on the real history, they were people who lived in the mountains of Persia and Syria between 1090 and 1275. So, for a long time, they lived in the mountains. And in the mountains, they lived in a castle that, in Iran, it was called Alamut Castle. And for the Syrian version is the Messiah of Castle, which we are all very familiar with. If, of course, you have played Assassin's Creed. And, of course, the very popular leader of uh, the assassins in Iran was Hassan Sabbah. So, based on what do I know from history of Iran, because I am Iranian, and based on everything... A lot of people know so much about assassins. However, they were never called assassins in Iran because if they were called assassins, they technically should be called by their Persian name which would be like Kotelin. But they were called they were called Hashashin. And hashash comes from hashish, which is kind of a drug or medicine. I mean, Depends on who you ask, but I consider it a drug. So, hashish is the drug. Hashosh is somebody who uses that drug. Hashishin is basically the plural form of it. But is it an Arabic word or Persian word? Honestly, I think it comes from Arabic. Because, well, since we agree that Messiah was also part of the order, it makes sense to say that, you know, Hassan Sabah also could be part of it. i mean i never really you know went too deep into who hassan Sabbah was in base of in technical terms of his ancestry but we knew who he was he was the leader and all that but yeah i think that hashish comes from arabic so anyways this was the original history and how everything um, was in the actual history however in the assassin's creed game the persian order is not mentioned, at all, for a long, long time, and to be frank, I really don't give a crap about the history in Assassin's Creed, because honestly, everything inside that game is so weird that you can't honestly go and say that, why isn't it faithful to the history anymore? But here's the funny thing, when the Assassin's Creed started, it was faithful to the history, when Assassin's Creed started even, Ubisoft was very careful not to include things that would otherwise be unreal and not part of the history. However, they, they slowly abandoned that thought. Back when Assassin's Creed trailer was revealed, uh, it featured a crossbow and people were mad and they said this is not historically accurate. There was no crossbow back then. So they removed it. But then we had Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Odyssey. Yeah. But here's going to be... We're going to talk about what happened to Assassin's Creed. How did it come up to this point? How did it get to this point? And how do we view this series right now? How do we view it today as it stands? Well, the Assassin's Creed 1 featured a story of a person called Desmond Miles. Desmond was a very cool character who was voiced by none other than, of course, Nathan Drake. (laughs) I'm kidding. So, Nolan North voiced Desmond, and he did a very fine job of it. And the story back then was that he was part of the Assassins, and they had Templars, The Templars were using Animus to access his memories and find more about some things called Pieces of Eden. It was so cool back then. I mean, it was unprecedented. And also, we had 2012 to worry about the world-ending phenomenon. So that was also part of the game's story as well. Basically, Assassin's Creed was happening real-time in the world. If you didn't know, you probably would have thought that, hey, this is real. Anyways, uh, they were looking for those and they start with, well, Masayef, which was basically, if we are going by the lore, maybe that's what Templars fought. the assassins basically originated from. Weird that they didn't go to Iran, for example, but Desmond had an ancestor who was Al-Tair, so they had no choice but to start in Masayef, understandable. They start there and they look for pieces of Eden. They learn more about Templars and Assassins and that was when they had Animus One. That's how they could basically access the memories of the ancestors of someone in particular. However, as you go on to the story, you understand that there was another person, actually many other people that they tested and there was one particular person who had so many memories and this guy was a wealth of knowledge but I'm getting a little bit ahead. So anyways, they do all of that. They learn more and more. And uh, then Desmond is basically told that his ancestors kind of looked like him. They all had a scar on their lip. And they had something called eagle vision. Which allowed them to see many things in a different way. And this was a power of the first civilization. Pretty cool so far. So, this was Assassin's Creed 1, it was a kind of a good game, not perfect, a kind of game that deserves a remake, of course, we had the boundaries of that story, not to go, you know, basically crazy and create a new story that has nothing to do with Assassin's Creed 1 or create some mythical stuff, no, just remake that, how it was, what it was, make it look better, look all of that better, and the mission stuff, whatever. But the story back then was simple. There were assassins, there were templars, there was a world ending phenomenon, and a hint of something bigger. Then came around Assassin's Creed 2 and its wholly loved trilogy. Assassin's Creed 2 got us to experience Ezio Auditore da Firenze's story. Ezio's story began as a literal newborn infant. A literal one, because the first thing you have to do is move his arms around and his feet and cry. It was kind of a surreal experience. This was Ezio and everything that he did. And throughout his story, throughout his very huge story that we get like I said, we get to experience from his very not very great left, but basically when he was born until very close to his death, because his death was shown in an you know animated uh, short so you get to experience everything about this guy, and slowly you keep learning more and more about assassins, their creed, and everything. You learn that hey, you don't need to lose your finger anymore because of the hidden blade. Uh, you get to learn so much about assassins, about templars, their power, how far it went, how far it went outside of everything that was related to even, you know, to uh, assassins or you know, messiah. They they went everywhere. And now you're in Italy, in Renaissance. You get to meet so many historical characters. You get to interact with them, learn who they are, what they do. And, you know, part of the charm of this series, at least, let's say, the trilogy of Ezio, was how it not only talked a lot about the modern day story, but it talked a lot about the um, past story. And at the same time, talked more about the first civilization or um, the ones who came before. Of course, part of the story was hidden in basically collectibles, where if you collected enough, you could actually see Adam and Eve escaping and blah blah blah. Then you had to find new pieces of Eden, which was Apple of Eden. However, Apple of Eden was not the only piece of Eden that you could find, and this was of course told later on by you know, uh, subsequent games in the series. But as the story always went on, it was always like that. It was a modern day story. Desmond, his friends, Rebecca, Sean, Lucy, everyone. And Desmond started to learn how to be an assassin because of the bleeding effect. Which of course had some pretty bad effects on him as well. But the story was set. It was a great balance between three different stories. And... It was really cool. Of course, during Ezio's story and of course during Brotherhood, Number 2, and Revelations, you get to learn more and more about your partners. At one point, you have to do something really bad, which you had no choice but to do. But when it happens, it's kind of shocking and at the same time, it makes kind of a sense. But here's where things get interesting. The charm of the story, like I said, wasn't just balance, but the fact that it made you question your reality because it was rooted in reality. That was part of the charm. Not only did you get enough to want to know more about the first civilization, but you got to kind of, you know, not be sure if everything you were ever told is right. I mean, we all thought in reality the assassins were just a messiah fan, Alamut castle. But then we see that, hey, that's not even true in this games. It seems to be more. And the way it is presented, it makes you wonder. Is it really what we think it is? Or is it playing with your head? So this was really cool back then. It played with you and it actually made you want to read history to see if there are any correlations. And if you did read it, although I might say that it wasn't 100% backed by actual history, it seemed very close it seemed that the writers were actually paying attention to everything. And that game was unique. So, Assassin's Creed 2 Trilogy does everything that it can, that it could, to actually explain the story better and better and introduce you more to the first civilization. However, then came a really bad stop for this series Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's Creed 3 came out of nowhere and was just. Not liked by a lot of people. Was it the story? Was it the setting? Well, here's the thing. First of all, the modern-day story, it was very weird. The change in design of the characters was so bad that at one point I thought that maybe they all had, like, they became crack addicts. So different. And this is where Assassin's Creed, well, not specifically this one, it was mostly in revelations but again this was where we understood that yes we are going to see very different kind of art style with every game moving forward for assassins creed revelation maybe that was a fluke to many people to free it kind of cemented it that yeah they are going to have different stuff and it can lead to some you know crazy things happening assassins creed 3 had a lot of great ideas but The fact was that the hero was never charming, it never made you want to say, wow, this hero, this protagonist is so cool, he never was. And the story that it had, even though it was unique at the time, it was not presented well. In fact, it was maybe weird and anti-fan-like, I mean, I don't know, but to me, I never could understand why would somebody kill their father, even though they're, for example, presumably evil, because Hafen was not an evil person, he wasn't inherently evil, he was the leader of the templars, sure, but he wasn't especially evil like that, I'm not saying he was so good that he should be forgiven, no, I'm saying that to me it doesn't make sense, to say that yeah, kill your dad, that makes great sense, no, but anyways, The hero didn't have any charm, the story didn't have anything good going for it, and unfortunately, because this was the culmination of modern-day story, and of course 2012, well, this was where I could say that Assassin's Creed went into a spiral of identity crisis. It gave out the story, it tried to do well, it tried to end it all together, however, apparently ubisoft wanted more they thought that hey this trilogy can actually be done more with why not add more story to it and this was where again like i say spiral of identity crisis they create a new character they bring it out of nowhere and say that yes she's now free oh my god what's going on the world is safe but she's also free and it's kind of weird it doesn't make sense and to be honest, the modern day story was a slap in the face. Killing Desmond outright sucked. We spent four games up until that point to create him, to make him better, to make him into an you know, into a full-fledged master assassin by the bleeding effect. To make him really powerful. And then he dies? So what was the point? No point. That's why people hate it. That's why people think this was super anticlimactic. He just dies, that's it, why? So he dies and we are like, wow, wow, what do we do now? And this is where things get weird, actually it gets weirder. He dies and then we go into a new set of games that basically don't know what they want to do. But not just that, even Ubisoft doesn't know what to do. Ubisoft knows that people are now very interested in the first civilization, they know that they're super into the modern day story, and they also want to give a good, you know, old story, the past story. However, the problem was that it didn't really make sense anymore. The next game in the series came a little bit, you know, faster than any other game and it was black flag so black flag came and we were kind of shocked because up until that point we had assassin's creed one which was mediocre we had two which was amazing maybe the best assassin's creed of all time and then came if you know Flurry of sequels, out of nowhere, with so much media, like books, comics, even live uh, live action shorts. Then came Assassin's Creed 3, and for some reason we did not expect to see another number title immediately after number 3. This was what was weird. But it came, and it was actually connected to number 3, and it was a prequel. This was what was, again, very weird. Assassin's Creed 4 had a very charming protagonist who, I didn't know by the way, in the story he isn't specifically an assassin, but he becomes an assassin, a master assassin in London later on in the game. Actually in the story, not specifically in the game, you don't see that in the game. But he becomes that. But he was really charming. We had amazing naval combat, we had amazing story, a story that introduces a lot of things Into the universe of Assassin's Creed. And this was really cool. Because we see a new character. Who was married to one of the first civilizations. Who was reborn. Who came and wanted to do some shitty things. But you know what the problem was? We didn't know what the hell happened to the previous character. Who was was unleashed upon the world. Juno if I'm correct. We were like what happened to her? How was she defeated on screen when she was released? And who is this guy now? Who's that guy? So from this point on, the modern day story became not important to Ubisoft anymore. Well, they didn't have a set protagonist anymore. It was just a player. Somebody in the vast amounts of, you know, Abstergo Animus Cluster experiments. And you were just playing with them and assassins were trying to persuade you to come to their side and help them understand many things. It was a weird game, and honestly, I liked the idea for the black flag. It wasn't perfect and it was you know some a break needed after everything that happened in Assassin's Creed 3, a breath of fresh air at least. But it didn't really make sense in the grand narrative of things, because you were introducing something new while eliminating something that could make more sense. So the modern day story gets screwed over, and most of it is now relegated to the comic books for some reason. So, everyone is confused, but those who've read the comics, they were not. This is where I think that Ubisoft started to screw up and lose their fans. However, up until this point, again, everything was realistic. Not perfectly realistic, but it was fine. I mean, most of the things that happened that were unrealistic in these games were kind of explained. And again, the history was... Not really well represented, but at least it was cool. And people liked it. And Black Flag was, well, a good game in its own rights. And honestly, I was excited for it. But then came two games that changed the landscape of Assassin's Creed for a long, long time to come. Assassin's Creed Rogue and Assassin's Creed Unity. Assassin's Creed Rogue was a game specifically for PS3, and Assassin's Creed Unity was just for the next gen at that time, which was PS4 and Xbox One. And here's where everything gets messy. Rogue was a game that was not really well made in terms of gameplay. Story-wise, eh. Modern-day, basically non-existent. Was there much to be told about uh, First Civilization? No. No. And this is after Black Flag, you were left hanging, you were like, okay, why? What happened? But you don't know. Read the comics, read the books. Why? But the story of itself, Rogue itself, was really interesting. And it was something that many people, including me, thought could happen later down the line again, and it would be really, really cool. However, Rogue was designed in a way that it would con- basically connect to Assassin's Creed 4, Free. Unity and itself. So when I said that I you know, many people expected number three to continue, I would say that it maybe it was better to never name it number four and just say this is Black Flag, a prequel to number three, and Rogue and Unity come around to round it all up to make this free trilogy or into a quadrilogy. And it would have made a lot of sense given how the story went. But unfortunately, never came to pass, however Rogue connected beautifully to Unity and of course the rest of the games. The game was actually really good in terms of the past storyline, but modern day and you know, for civilization, nope, not at all. Then came Unity, of course released on the same day as Rogue, but chronologically if we're speaking, Unity came, a game that I actually recently finished having never played it because of the reviews and people backlash i actually bought the game a long time ago on pc but never played it but now that my laptop is not that more you know that much powerful anymore can't really play it so i had to buy it on playstation 4 on sale however after playing it again i understood that yeah there was a huge identity crisis for this franchise at that point maybe that's why people really were mad why simple Assassin's Creed Unity was really faithful to the Assassin's Creed formula. Stealth, great gameplay, great story, which was, again, new, out of nowhere, and I liked it, it was very daring to create this kind of a story, intimate uh, love story between a Templar and Assassin, and everything in the game was really cool. But the problem was, well, there was a lot of problems. For one thing, Ubisoft could have actually made... I have no idea, they could have made something look better in this game, they could have like not released it as soon as it was probably ready because this wasn't ready. You have huge crowds of NPC and I think this is the biggest I've ever seen in a video game so far even after all these years. But back then the console could not handle this much and it couldn't really keep up with 30 frames and 1080p it was 900p so it sucked. But now I played on PS5, it's 1080p and locked at 30, and if you get the disc version, it's locked at 60. So it's impressive, to be honest. But the game needed a lot, lot, lot more work. Why? Here's the thing. Again, modern story, non-existent. Non-existent in this game. There is nothing in this game about the modern day story, and that sucks. There are characters who I have no idea who they are. And they talk to me like I should know them. But I don't know them. Then what happens? Then you are introduced to this beautiful past storyline, which makes so much sense and so well written. But unfortunately, it's shorter than it should be, and that sucks. Three missions per sequence is not that much, and I think Assassin's Creed 2 had so much more to give. And even though, like I said, I enjoy the story, it's not perfect. It needed a lot, 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 lot more work. Then comes the gameplay. Gameplay Gameplay-wise, it's nothing special. Everything about this game screams unfinished. Everything. Do I like the game? I do. And I believe that this game deserves a second chance. If every Assassin's Creed game so far, minus Assassin's Creed 1, is getting a remaster, then... This one deserves it even more. I mean, remaster this thing. Bring more fidelity into the graphics, which are really needed. Give it more of an oomph. Make the NPCs actually do something. Keep the same amount of NPCs, because it's been proven that, yeah, it doesn't really do anything for the next-gen consoles. They're okay running this. Keep the same amount, but make them more lively. Make the map less cluttered. Make the, I don't know, pacing a little better. Have a better option for fast travel and everything in this game. I mean, this map is huge and you can't just run from one point to another most of the time. But the parkour in this game is amazing. To be honest, this game needs a second chance. But I never got that second chance. People are buying it now, in 2020, and... Of course, I know we are in 2021, but people bought it from, tw- you know, they start buying it again from 2020 up until now, it seems. People are buying it again. But to be honest, the game really could have been something special. Maybe it wasn't for the current consoles that we had back then. Maybe it wasn't never meant to be for PS4, but it is meant for PS5. So, Ubisoft, your move especially now that there's more interest in it, but again, we had a game that didn't focus on modern day or people who came before or technically first civilization, so why? now we have three games, one of them leans into it, gives you such a great cliffhanger the other ones don't really give a damn about the modern day story anymore Why exactly was that? Why did Ubisoft think that this was a great idea? Well, they wanted to sell their comics. And to be frank, this was the worst move they ever did. Because, you know, it it didn't really make sense. There was so much more they could have done. And, well, it's weird. It's weird. However, to be honest, in the Rogue, you do get kind of a modern-day story. And, well, you know, it's basically not that great. It's just like Unity. Unity, you don't have a specific story. You just have some rifts you go through and you come back and you maybe understand a little bit. Like, what's this? What's that? But it needs a lot more to be told and... It leaves a lot to be desired. And that rift. Is something that actually comes back in Assassin's Creed games. Not as much as you might think. But it does. So. You know. It's weird. How they thought this was a great idea. We had Unity. We had Rogue. Then we had Syndicate. Syndicate was a game. Which again was a great game. Great game. It was technically about the. uh, How do I even put this? It was about uh, London Victorian era. And the story of the assassins themselves and Templar was really well done. The characters were even better. Jacob and Evie Fry were amazing, and most people like me loved Evie to death and back. But then came the modern story. This time we actually had the modern story. Mostly told through cutscenes. And from what I remember. I stood, I understood nothing. I thought that Unity would reach the gap. But it did not. It didn't do anything. To make me understand like. Who is this guy we're running from? What is this thing we're looking for? What the hell is going on? Turns out. Read the comics. So. So far. We started from Assassin's Creed 2 which was the pinnacle of a balance, everything there was perfect. Then slowly as we move on, especially from Black Flag, the modern day and the first civilization story takes a seat back. And that garners lots of controversy and anger from fans. Up until Syndicate, everything was okay. Or we so fought, because it wasn't. Many people like me, we were content with whatever we got at Assassin's Creed 3. But when we saw Assassin's Creed 4, we expected more. And when every game came, we just fought. what's going on? We loved the past, but we did not like what was going on in the modern day. We demanded more. However, we never got more in those games. Because we never could understand what was going on. Syndicate tried to remedy that problem. But how could you, when we have no idea what's going on? And there were surprises that made me think like, Whoa, Desmond's body? Do they want to, I don't know, use it for something? They bring a shroud of Eden? We have more stuff from Eden? We knew, sort of, that that was the case, but... There were so many items coming out of nowhere. And no longer did the history seem to matter to them. Assassin's Creed 2 had a part where you actually analyze pictures to find pieces of Eden with people. And that's why you would kind of question your own history. Syndicate, Unity, Rogue, did not do any of that to make you question your own history. Technically, Unity never even explains what the hell this sword was or who owned it or whatever, it didn't do anything to alleviate the situation. Neither did Rogue, neither did Syndicate. You needed to read the comics. This is where I think that Ubisoft thought they were doing a service to the fans but it wasn't. Was it a bad idea to bring comics into this? Here's the thing, most of the time gamers don't read those comic books because, well, first of all, they're not that high quality and two, they don't really care anymore, especially after number three and four. When you leave the gamers, your main audience, in the dust, why would you expect them to be happy? So until here, they were all in the comics. When I played Syndicate and I didn't understand a thing, my friends felt the same. Someone told us that yeah, you have to read the comics to know what's going on. This is in the comics, this is the continuation. So Ubisoft basically blue balls both comic fans and game fans. If you wanna know what's gonna happen next comic, buy the game. You'll know. If you wanna know what happens in the game you just bought, read the comic. You'll know. Why? So until here people are very mad. They hate everything that Assassin's Creed has become. They like the past story, but they're saying that it's just going way too far into the deep end. The story no longer makes any sense. There's no reason why it should make any sense. And we really don't know what's going on anymore. We have no clue. There is no protagonist. There is no clear conflict in the modern day. So far, Assassin's Creed just seems to look for a reason to, well, basically make games in the past era. And technically, the modern day stories seem to be not important. This is where Ubisoft changed a little bit. And they said that they're going to take a break and make um, a trilogy of games. Back then, there was a rumor on Reddit that claimed that these free games would culminate in finishing and basically ending the series altogether so that they can do a soft reboot of everything that came so far. To me, it seemed like a good idea at the time because I thought that, yeah... I mean, the way you guys screwed up everything, yeah, please do a little bit of a reboot. Then came Assassin's Creed Origins. Origins was a game that tried to balance everything once more. And honestly, it did its best. Was it perfect? Hell no. Was it perfect after Syndicate? Well, yeah. Well, Origins was a game that talked about the origins of the assassins. Turns out that the assassins weren't technically, well, born in Messiah or Alamut Castle. They came from Egypt for some reason. And this was in contradiction with everything that we knew about Assassin's Creed, especially Assassin's Creed 2, that talked about the past assassins, where we knew someone called Dariush actually killed one of the kings. I think they killed... uh, Arceserxes is what you call Khashir Shah in English. So, he kills Khashir Shah and we were surprised. We said that, okay, we know that guy existed. That was the first use of Hidden Blade. So, why are they saying this is Origins when the timeline doesn't even fit? Screwing the main story or basically the past story, the main uh modern day story is very short however at least we get a new protagonist called leila hassan and leila talks a lot and you know it gives us a lot of information if you read the laptops and everything you get a lot of information about what the hell is finally going on in the world of assassin's creed and you get to learn a lot more about isu which are basically that first civilization so the first civilization that we thought had taken a back seat along the modern day story had actually continued their story in the comics. And had you read them, you would be caught up to everything that was happening in Origins. But Origins tried tried its best to actually keep you in the loop, even if you have never read the comics. So, in Origins, everything seems fine. We have an assassin or basically somebody who is going to become an assassin later on, or basically create the creed of assassins. We have the Isu storyline, which explains a lot, and we have of course the modern day story. So far, it takes off everything. It was a great attempt by Ubisoft. Never mind that the gameplay started to become RPG and yeesh, not really that good either. But of course choosing Egypt was a double-edged sword. While it was amazing, well to be honest for me, the environment and everything never really scratched my itch. I never liked it, but again, just like Syndicate had rifts, this had some, and altogether they came to create a better storyline. But remember, this was a trilogy, so what came next? Odyssey, my favorite after many years of Assassin's Creed. This was actually my absolute favorite, up there with Assassin's Creed 2 trilogy. So Odyssey came, and the story was actually years before Assassin's Creed Origins. But Odyssey was weird. It was weird that it wasn't about the assassins, hidden ones, or the Templars, which didn't exist back then. What they were called um, ancient of, sorry, Order of the Ancients. And we had cultists. Cosmos, I think. Cult of Cosmos. We had so much there. But the story was really, really told well. And you get to understand a lot about where assassins would eventually come from, where the Templars would eventually come from. And you learned a lot about the Isu. In fact, if you bought the DLCs, you learned way too much. And to be perfectly honest, while some people might say that it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make any, uh, anything better, it's just confusing, I would say that it actually makes a lot of sense. In the context of the story itself and the overarching narrative, it made a lot of sense. Because Odyssey was a story self-contained in itself. And to be frank, of course, the story of the Hidden Blade, which was the first expansion, yes, that had some issues that really messed up the timeline again. Because this was a story before Origins, we had Cassandra, and then we had, of course, the first Hidden Blade user. And we finally understand that, yes, Cassandra was technically uh, the ancestor of Aya the wife of Bayek. Which made me think, did Ubisoft even proofread the stories before making the games? Because if Aya was an ancestor of Cassandra, why the hell didn't we play as Aya? In Origins, especially, we do play as her for 15 minutes, but why isn't the whole story about her? Why don't we get to experience the actual assassin who is part Iranian and part Greek, but somehow born in Egypt? Who wasn't actually born in Egypt, but taken by his grand by her grandfather to Egypt to live a new life. <sighs> All of that culminates in one fact. Ubisoft didn't think that females could basically drive the whole Assassin's Creed on their own. What a stupid notion, especially since Syndicate Evie Fry became way more popular than Jacob. But we never got to say that. Maybe we would have seen Aya. Instead of Bayek. Anyways. So far everything was so cool. And we were like yeah this so far makes sense. We have so much connection. Between modern day. Old ones and modern. Sorry and Isu. So at that point. The story was like okay. So apparently we had one catastrophe. Then we had another one. Now we are having a third one? This was where I knew. that Assassin's Creed no longer had any idea. What to do. They just didn't know. The thing was that up until this point, we had learned a lot about Isu, about the modern day story, a catastrophe that came and went again, and now there was a third one happening. But the reason that we knew Assassin's Creed really had no clue was because that there was no endgame in sight. They just kept on putting catastrophe after catastrophe with... Blind ideas of having to go to the past To make it work So that they could do more and more So that maybe they could I don't know, create A better narrative But this never happened Because they had no clue what to do They really, really didn't know And it is obvious How? Valhalla Valhalla made it absolutely obvious That Ubisoft has no clue what to do Valhalla was a game that had a modern day story that was really okay, not even great. But a past story that at this point was a joke. We had a reason why Assassin's Creed Origins wasn't about assassins because well it was the origin story. We had a reason why it was an odyssey because odyssey was happening way before origins. However, if you had played the DLCs which was also not a cool move by Ubisoft for those who didn't want to buy them, you would understand how it connects to the overall story. Then came Valhalla. Which included, again, another character who wasn't an assassin again. A story that didn't include the assassins that much. And it sucked. Why didn't it have have the assassins have a bigger role? We understood with the previous games. This one, you had no reason. It was insulting to the fans. Because I thought to myself, why is it like this? Why doesn't it have... As much story as we would need. You would need more. To understand more about the assassins and everything that was going on. It didn't; They didn't really have a good reason to say that. Yeah, see, uh, you know, this is why, uh, for example, the assassins don't have much of a bigger role. Why they're still called Hidden Ones. This, that, all of that. They did not explain it that well. But we had so much issue. And here's where I think that, yes, they literally had no clue what to do, and they wanted to bank in on the Norse mythology boom in the gaming industry. Why? Well, because they brought out the Norse Isu out of nowhere. They tried to get the mythology right, and honestly, as someone who has read that mythology, yes, it was close to the actual mythology, and I loved that. But overall, no, not really. Why? Because there's so much hidden behind, again, collectibles. Look, I understand that a true fan of Assassin's Creed would, I don't know, search every nook and cranny to find the real story. But many gamers don't. And that doesn't make sense to me. So, here is how, how I would tell you whether or not people actually went out of their way to find the secret ending to Valhalla. But before I do that, let me tell you that overall... The modern day story was good. Culmination of everything that happened after Assassin's Creed 3. And yes, cool game. Overall, cool game. Cool Viking game. Not an Assassin's Creed game. At this point, you can just call it Isu's Creed. And I'd be fine with it. This game needed a lot more work. But, to be frank, it's it's not what I expected. So here's the thing. Let's read this. There is a part of the game, the Hum Humptonshire arc. I'm not sure if this is the final mission, but it says 20% completion. Disorder of the Ancients was actually what you had to do so you would find out that Alfred was the leader of them, which was kind of obvious, but how you would understand how the Templar um order or their beliefs came from which you needed to kill a lot more characters so you could get there 16.9 so 16.9 percent found this ending the real ending of the game which let's say that yes many people probably went for it as well but here comes the actual real ending that makes you understand everything way better and to be frank the way the story was designed, you could actually figure it out way sooner because of the Asgard storyline. You would spoil the real game, main game for yourself way sooner than you're supposed to. And that side quest, again, can be spoiled way sooner than it is supposed to. So, yeah. So, for that one, which basically means that you, have, you also get a trophy for it. Um, it's called The Hidden Truth. The Hidden Truth is basically that secret ending, which you have to do basically all, uh, you know, animus anomalies and find it, find video fragments put together. It was 7.4%. Yeah, that's basically 13% less than the final mission or arc. And the actual final mission, which was for killing every order of the ancients, so you can access that, it was, I think, 16%, and this is 9% lower than that. There was another way you could find this video, I'm not sure if this is actually real or not, but before I got to this point, I had found 9 video fragments. But I saw the video regardless, without audio, of course, um, on Layla Hassan's laptop. I'm not sure if that can happen for everyone, But if it can, which means you have to go to the laptop, I would say that maybe less than 7% found that. And let's say, I don't know how much the game sold. Let's say 10 million it sold. 7.4% would mean less than 1 million people. 740,000 people found the secret ending. How many of these 740,000 people are going to basically talk about this ending? How many of the rest of these people are going to know about this ending and are not going to be confused? So as you can see, as time went on, the focus became more and more on book and comic books. The main storyline was no more uh, of importance to Ubisoft. As time went on, That happened. However, unfortunately, as time went on with this new trilogy, Assassins and the Templars and everything became not important. And Isu's became the forefront. And now we are seeing a DLC for Watch Dogs Legion that is technically more Assassin's Creed than Assassin's Creed has been in years. Well, since 2015, I believe. Since 2015, wow. Since then, they have introduced mythology and mythological creatures. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a very bad example of how it ruined that realism. Valhalla followed suit. Origins treaded the line a little bit, didn't really go you know, far into it. But the thing is, after Syndicate, the direction changed. Reality was no longer a concern. It was all about banking on three different mythologies. Egyptian, Greek, and Norse. This is the trilogy you got. You didn't get a trilogy because of the story, no. You got it because of mythologies. And it sucked, didn't it? Why would they do that? You got a story about interdimensional Isu. You got a story about Isu that... In their own world made a lot of sense. In the bigger world it made no sense. It really didn't. Where did they come from? Where did they meet the other ones? How did they meet the other ones? What even happened? There's a lot that needed to be answered. But as you can see over time Ubisoft couldn't find the balance anymore. They found the perfect balance with Assassin's Creed 2. They kept it for a long time. Then Assassin's Creed 3 rolled around, screwed everything that they had ever done, for various reasons, which we don't have time to talk about here. But then came the new middle era. If we say that was the gold era, this was more like a silver kind of era. They tried, but let's be honest, that was a bronze era. Terrible era. So they did some things, and they thought that, hey, we are doing fine, we are doing well. They were not, really. They sucked at finding the balance, because they put the balance elsewhere. They didn't care anymore about people whether or not could understand the story in the games. They thought that there were enough fans to satiate their thirst for knowledge. But they didn't. Then came the new trilogy. A trilogy that technically said, screw everything Assassin's Creed ever stood for. Which was a balance between a story about Assassins vs Templars, a story about Isu, and modern day. If before we had that story of Templars vs Assassins, and a little bit of a modern day, and almost no Isu, now we had too much Isu, and past story, we had a lot of it, but didn't make any sense in the overall narrative. And modern day, same as always. They didn't give a shit. Of course, Valhalla, I can say, that kind of remedied that to some degree. But here's the thing. Assassin's Creed needs to fix their problem. Assassin's Creed needs to go and rethink the formula. Find the right balance. Find a way to make me an old school Assassin's Creed fan happy, the new ones happy, and those who are looking for something else happy. How can you do that? Same as you did before. You had the perfect formula with Assassin's Creed 2. You could tell a story without destroying everything. I don't know where the next Assassin's Creed game will go. I don't know whether it will be at a time where Templars exist or Order of Ancients are there. Not sure which one. But the point is that you need to find a balance. You need to make it a way so that those who don't play the modern day, sorry, they don't read the comic books, don't get confused. But now I'm saying that Valhalla is far away from whatever the hell Assassin's Creed was. If Odyssey actually talked about Isu a lot in the DLCs and, of course, tried to explain how this all fits in the universe, Valhalla doesn't do any of that anymore. The two DLCs that came, they were just about Eivor and his conquests. That was it. You didn't get any explanation about the modern day, you didn't get any more explanation about Isu, it was just Eivor. That's why I keep saying Valhalla is a great Viking game, but a terrible Assassin's Creed game. To those people who say that we don't buy Assassin's Creed to be assassins, yes we do. We buy it to be assassins. We want to explore the story of Assassins vs Templars, while at the same time learn more about Isu. But the thing is that, so far, it's just been dragged out again and again and again. There is no meaningful explanation here or there. Maybe once there was. Maybe once there was actually a great story to be told. But now it's just a way to create a game to sell more copies. And I feel sorry. I have loved this series for a long time, but after seeing this last trilogy, In terms of story, I can say that Valhalla is truly the worst. It doesn't even try to be an Assassin's Creed game. And this is why I'm worried when I see some fans say that, yeah, Assassin's Creed is a great game now. We want to know more about Isu. Why? All of this that was told could have been told way earlier. But because they wanted to sell more copies, because they had no clue what to do, they created a second catastrophe, a third catastrophe that's happening right now. And they are actually setting themselves up for a reboot. With the way their story ended in Valhalla, I am not surprised if they come out and say that, yeah, the next one is going to be a soft reboot or a hard reboot. Who cares? Because this is no longer Assassin's Creed. This is no longer a modern day story about it. They injected many characters, reincarnation of other characters, but they came and went without any explanation. I will not be surprised if I suddenly see that Loki's reincarnation is just gone, and we don't know why. Same with Assassin's Creed 3, same with Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It happens with Ubisoft Ender Games. It sucks that it does. But... So does their game making. I hope they can fix this. I hope they can. uh, Somehow. Create a better game. Somehow they can. Fix everything. That went wrong. Hopefully they can. But until then. I would love. To hear about your. Opinion on this games. What do you think? Do you think that they have gone way too far from the formula? Or do you think that it can be fixed? They can actually become better and create, well, the perfect game when they finally can. To me, it seems that Ubisoft doesn't have any clue whatsoever what to do with Assassin's Creed. To them, the story is no longer important. They just want to make games. But I hope that maybe if people... Uh, get angry, show them that no, this is not what we want, then maybe they can fix it. We did it once. Why can't we do it again? Thank you guys for joining. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you guys learned something new uh, from this episode. And uh, to be honest, this is mostly my opinion. I have seen many people on Reddit and twitter to say that yeah they hate the new direction that assassin's creed is going for but at the same time i've seen many people who also love it but now i want to hear from you guys what do you guys think do you think that you know this is not what we wanted or it's fine that they're doing well and that technically it's not as bad as we are thinking I would love to hear from you guys, and I would love to see you guys discuss this with me, maybe on uh, Twitter. So I'm going to post a poll on Twitter later, and I would definitely love to see uh, your opinion and see what you guys think. Thank you for joining, and uh, I hope you actually um, enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like subscribe, follow, share, do everything you can to spread the word and I'll be making more of these special episodes down the line. Thank you for joining and I'll see you guys next time.